Good morning on this Tuesday, March 26, 2019. I pray this morning, this day, find you blessed in the Lord. I pray that all things are well. I pray that um, you are continuing to... Um, move forward in Christ Jesus. I pray that you are continue to growing in his grace and the wisdom of knowledge of his will and not our will. Pray that um you continue to seek after his work and his opportunities to serve others by serving him. Um pray that uh you see those opportunities that he mentions in the scripture that um when you see um one that is hungry not just for physical food but also for um or actually more so not not also but more so for his food for spiritual food that you will uh not look at what is or what is not in your bank accounts uh or in your pocket but rather what is in your heart what is in your spirit if Christ Jesus is truly and definitely in our hearts. We do not look at our bank accounts. We don't. We don't look at our budgets to say, "Well, I say, yeah, well, I give ten percent to uh, the church," and well, that, unfortunately, you know, with the mortgage payments and the insurance payments, health insurance and your know, electrical bills and the food and whatnot, yeah, I can only give one percent. Why are we looking at that? Do we not trust God? We'll meet all those needs. While we're serving him, while while we have we while we have the light, are we not told to um, walk in the light? For the day is coming when the light will be taken away. Oh, man! I just snapped that one up. Let me get on um, as I continue. The Lord um, allows um, this awesome and blessed uh, time that He gave to complete. In other words, be obedient. Return. I've repented. I've confessed. Um, this one, Lord gave me was showing me different lessons and along the way, both for the trade and the talent that uh, he has entrusted to me, both as a I'd say employer, but I don't have employees. Uh, as a business owner, unto him. He trusted me to stewardship for that, to do accounting and taxes, um, and other areas of trade and talent that he has given me, not for personal gain. Um, you know, there's an old saying that's been around church doom. You like that word? I just invented it. I mean, I probably heard it somewhere, because uh, I'm not original, that uses the term gainfully employed. The more and more I ponder that, the more and more I grow in the wisdom of knowledge. Too bad that's not in scripture. That ain't even a word. That's a demonic word that comes from the prince of this world. To do something, to think of self first. And I says, too bad that ain't even in scripture. I don't know where that came from actually. Let's say, it definitely has something to do with uh, the lesson he gave me. This came, started becoming back on um, July 30th, 2016. Okay, so I'm a slacker. What do you want? Uh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I apologize. Um, I know the only title is like Unjust Game. 
Uh, oh yeah, this is gonna sting. It stung me. It actually gave me a, didn't give me the application understanding. A few applications until almost a year later on April 25th, 2017. So sometimes God will give us a, you know, a true shepherd, a true pastor who seek, he's seeking the Lord all week. Uh, even as he walks and he'll give us his lesson for the upcoming week, his warning um, throughout the week as he studies the scriptures and uh, walks with the Lord, uh, serving, telling others about you know, Jesus as he goes to the marketplace or even as he's about, if he's if he's married. By the way, that is not a requirement where all pastors have to be married. Um, but if they are, they're actually a higher accountability standard that they have to meet as opposed to singles. But it's not less, um, it's not more important. It's just to everyone that's where they're at, there's a higher standard um, for those that are called by God to deliver His words. Remember, it's never it's never to be a shepherd or a minister's words we are all ministers of Christ Jesus there is not a spe- you won't find a special gifting in there saying well I want you to be a minister the moment we're saved we're masters of Christ the Bible says um, the moment we're saved we all become ministers of uh, reconciliation the ministry of his gospel his gospel not ours a gospel that we cannot live we are not called to live we're not called to go to a physical cross have our flesh um, flagged and stripped off of us there is not a man alive and woman alive that can endure that you could just take one little you know pin and pinch me and I scream like a baby <laughs> uh, okay maybe I'll go a little bit beyond that I think but uh, there's, there's actually none of us that can take a cat of nine tails, take a, take a flagging, take a um, strong reed, be hit several times, 39 or so times, have our flesh literally ripped from our bones, and we would survive as Jesus did. Only God himself could have done that, and that's who Jesus is. But to get back to this message, because I, I don't want to do with this, he brought me to, he had me in Deuteronomy. I never can pronounce that. Over in chapter 25. I'm going to go ahead and read it for a moment. Because it's a little bit better understandable. For those that are still that are still young in his grace. Verses 13 through 16. Let me go ahead and read the verse too. These are like. Let me see if there's a title to this chapter. Sometimes I put it. No it didn't have it. Um, God's word. Everything we ever want to know. How to live. How to walk. Everything. Um, to everybody. Uh, is in the word of God. If we would just seek him. And listen to him. If we just go into prayer. And actually even. All of us are called to pray every day. But you know what. We're not called to go to God with just our words. That's not even a scripture. We may start out with our words. But if we're truly. Realize we're praying to God. He's going to shut us up. He's going to say. Okay Lord you pray. Because you know what the, your will is. We can never pray God's will. It's only by His Spirit we can pray. So that's why when we go into the Word, we look at it as, and you know, dude, this chapter itself has a few little lessons for each one of us. But the one He wants to talk about in this particular day is 
talking about unjust gain and unjust rights. It's you should not have in your bag. A bag could be a purse, wallet, checking account. Uh, in this case, that's what they carried. Their remember back then the the resources like our dollar in America or the rupee. That's uh, the rupee. I'm sorry, it's in, never been to India. It's in basically Indian Lake Nation. Um, uh, I forgot what that the euro is in Europe is in Europe, of course. You know all the different denominations. You know Canada has their uh, dollar. You know we have our dollar. Um, so back then it was weights, large and small. You have to have two, one kind, one size. You should not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. This is not referring to, you know, we all know how to cook. Some are good and some are not. Uh, some we have measuring spoons. That's not counting that out there. Basically, it's like, well, it is in a point, but obviously when they measured out flour to bake bread, bread was the main thing, especially unleavened bread for the Jewish heritage that was given because it was small and it was compressed and it was easy to st- you know, carry when they were when they went out of Egypt instead of a big loaf of bread which is easier the little unleavened bread because it didn't have the yeast in it um, that they could carry uh, okay that was my limited knowledge on Judaism those that are more experienced in that help a brother out here um, if they carry on that one size we level it so it was all the same measure of flour same thing like with the weights back then uh, that was their measurement. So when you wanted to determine how much to sell a particular item, a particular tool, you measured it to s- against the stone. Uh, remember the old, you probably saw pictures of it in school or somewhere along the book. There was like a little two weights of scale. You put the stone on one side and you put the item that you're selling or buying on the other side. And depending on if, if that weighed more than the stone... You set your price accordingly, uh, or you pay accordingly. That was the cost of it. If the stone was more, then obviously the item you had uh, was more. See, that was the way trade used to be. Now we have different standards, unfortunately. And unfortunately, most of them are set by the government now. You know, the Bureau of Weight to Measure, this and that. The government, we allow um, political endeavors. We allow different um trade organizations like the National Automobile Association, the National Realtor Associations, they are not the determining value. God needs to be the determining value. Back then it's just like you put in they were using what they were doing here when it says have don't have two kinds in there. They were having if you want to sell something, you want to sell your car or sell your house you want to put list up all the pluses, highlight, paint the outside, hide what's hidden. If you didn't have the money to repair something, then you cover it up. That unfortunately, I'm not saying all realtors, because I know a lot of realtors that are right, right in God's eyes, do not cover up. Say, okay, it does need a roof. Um, I wasn't able to fix the inside, or the roofer that I hired lied to me, was dishonest, and says, oh, we don't have to fix that. We're just going to fix the outside. 
you ain't fixing the interior. You're not fixing it. There's a lot of roofers all the month. Matter of fact, almost every single contractor that I have come across in Berkshire County is unjust. Period. I will look them square in the eye saying you're lying like a mother. Period. Yes, I almost went there. Uh, it was the spirit of God that stopped me. They're dishonest. I have, I have ran across having owned a home in Charlotte, North Carolina and having owned a, it's still a home, whether it's a mobile home or I cannot use the word stick built home because those that have a brain, well we all have a brain, those that use the brain got put on our head. A mobile home is also a stick built home. Just because it was built inside a factory building and transported, I've seen a lot of houses that come in parts that I put together. I had a cousin that had that and when he broke up his land and sold part of it, the house next door was built the same way. It was built in a factory on you know, off site and it was brought in and crane set on foundation. So don't ever foolishly, ignorantly and stupidly Okay, that's not a word. Uh, say, <clears throat> mobile homes are not stick belt. Cause you've been deceived. And you're deceiving others. Trouble is when we walk in deceit, when we've been deceived, we have no other example unless we know God. And then we can say, okay, I've been deceived and I've been deceiving others. When we're taught deception, we're gonna go on living our life. We're gonna moving forward in that deception. And then we're, we're, we're by trade, by example, gonna continue trade. So, back then, obviously this warning was given, so people back then, when Deuteronomy, when God gave this word to Moses, um, Deuteronomy, because he is, he's not the author of it. You know, unfortunately some theologians use the term who's the author of it. Now, it's the correct biblical interpretation is who's the writer of it. Who did God give it to to write it down for us? The author of all words from Genesis to Revelation is God himself. Cause it's his words by his spirit empowered each of these 40 writers, 66 books. Um, so we need to come upon that one. So this is, if we believe God, believe in Jesus Christ, we believe God in this person, then if we believe the Bible is all his, then we are magically going to know that. that we're going to believe we can trust everything that's written in this word. It's not just that in one scripture. We have to look at other examples to it. So obviously, what two kinds here, an application to today so we could... So not everybody was raised. Younger people weren't raised on knowing those two scales. What they were doing is when they wanted to sell something <clears throat> to make their item, say, for instance, they want to sell uh, some silver to uh, somebody else uh, so they can get money out there. They're going to sell them. They want to put a smaller stone on their side, on one side, put their side because whenever that item that they're selling uh, and I turn to the buyer in a second um, it's going to make it a bigger oh man you see how big it is what the buyer is not seeing is there's another stone in the bag now when they go to buy they're going to come up with the seller I'll tell you and they're gonna, if the seller's not doing that they're going to come up and they're going to put a bigger stone on that side and say well 
see the item that I'm selling, see it's it's really not that much. You know, it doesn't weigh that much compared to the stone. Yeah, compared to this bigger stone. Um, so you only have to pay this amount. That's just like, but unfortunately, nowadays, look at it from a, I've looked at cars, I've had cars, I've sold cars, but look at the NADA. First of all, not everybody has noticed this. A lot of times we go to that to value our cars a little bit, or at least to get a base, uh, to see, okay, what is our car worth? But a lot of us, what we don't notice, there's two choices on that webpage when you go to any NADA.com. Um, one is secured, paid only for a dealership or a manufacturer, and or manufacturer, which they're inclusion together. And that terminology was used for a purpose. Go and look at that word. Collusion is never a good thing. Never. And it's definitely not right in God's eyes. And I'm using that one because that's the biggest one because we all have need for automobiles to transport us to our work, to ministry, to church, transport our family, to spend time with our family, to, you know, go to sports events for kids or whatever, to go grocery shopping, even to help others to transport. And sometimes they are used and they are used that transportation is used to reside in. Regardless of what a a demonic-led governmental officials would have a say because the devil cannot be everywhere at once. He cannot see everything at once as God does. He does not hear everything day and night. You could turn the light off, have sex outside of marriage, and think God's not seeing. The devil's loving it. He says, yes, I'm bringing that person to hell. Yes, I got him. I got him struggle. I'm destroying him. I'm killing him. Guess what? God can deliver you that. But... You also are committing that sin in God's eyes. When this is being done too, you can say, well, I'm, I can't turn the light out high because I don't want God to see my unjust rights of this. Look at the websites. Look at, you're going to say, well, if you trade the car on your own, you may be able to get a little bit higher. Again, you're going by man's basis to do with it. Get on your knees before God and pray and sit there. Lay there on your face, whatever, whichever your mode of how you lay or sit there before God quietly wait with the scripture open and say, God, how much do you want me to sell this for and to who? Show me who needs this vehicle and it's what they can afford. Never when their intent when a seller's intent is only to keep people in debt. There's something that is not publicized, the media will not do it. However, every single car dealership out there, the more people they can when they can sell a car on debt, they get a roughly a quarter percent off of their debt of those cars. So by putting somebody in debt, that's the same thing. Every time the devil can get somebody, can tempt somebody to cause somebody to stumble, it's like you're earning your way to hell. You're drawing further away from God. Now, we can't go away from God because he's everywhere. God can get us out of the pit. God can take us out of that one. He can wash us off. He can cleanse us. But it's not just an external cleansing. God starts from the inside. He grab a hold of us and he's going to cleanse us out. If you're thinking you're saved and God's not inside, when he prunes, he takes out what's displeasing of him. He does it over a lifetime, little by little. 
as one prayer. That's why a lot of people don't want to set time of prayer because they they want to just come in and say, God, thank you for that big house. Thank you for that big paycheck. Thank you for and you. Thank you for at least a church that allows me to come in and be comfortable. You know, you know, fellowship with people we you know who like the same thing. Do they? Do you love God? Is the power of God working there? Are you get cut to the heart as the word of God is being opened? If this word of God is being opened, there's a pruning that's going on. He's trying to get something out of us. Because when we get to heaven, we're going to be perfect. There's not going to be a sin in us because he's pruned it all out before. Jesus did it all at once because he's God. Uh, so again, do you have two kinds of weights? Do you have one weight, one measure when you sell so you can get the highest price and the biggest profit or are they equal? When you're going in to buy, are you trying to use the um, smaller or the bigger weight so you can bring down the price? There's got to be a balance. you got to go to God. A worse enemy of the... Um, any car dealership or any home builder or anything is a spirit-filled man or woman that's going in in God's power. Most car dealerships used to be pissed off when I go in there because I look them in the eyeball um, and because God has enabled me to do a little bit of research out there and remind them. I says, you know as well as I do, there's not a car out there. And if you're going to try and come in in the power of Satan and bring me down to say, oh, well, for after 20 or 30 years, uh, the value will go down, but then it'll go back up. Calling it classic car, antique car. That is one of the biggest lies Satan has instilled on the people of this nation. One of the most intelligent nation, the most universities, the highest universities, and look how foolish we are. We've believed that lie. People, there's no such thing ethically and morally as a classic car. Everything is stick built. Every home down here is going to be wiped out. They don't increase in value. See, they want us to lie. Some people are going to argue. They're going to come at, but they're not going to come at with the word again. They're not going to come at it with the truth. They're going to come at it with numbers. They're going to pull off those employment numbers. They're basing it. When we see that every day, we're not seeing the whole picture. Right now, we're able to go on the Bureau of Labor Statistics where those numbers are. Yeah, you better definitely go up there. You better check those numbers after you pray to God because you're going to get, you're going to get confused. Satan has instilled so much confusion in there because there's so many boards, so many numbers. God's going to have to show you what they are. There are different boards, different readings. Oh, it's seasonal. Oh, it's non-seasonal. There's one standard, the Word of God. Are you doing what's right? The warning for everybody. Other warnings that God puts against this very thing. The very thing that is being done in our land today. Why do you think? We think this nation is necessarily being blessed. Plus, we can go to verses like Matthew 4 where Satan tempt, attempted to tempt Jesus. 
I still want to ask the Lord something when I get there. I don't know, it's like it, he's probably going to laugh at him. I can see his face. It's a thing. 40 days of 40 night. Now I'm physically hungry. I know, you know, he knows already what it is. He knows already what it's to be human because he created us out there. And then he sees Saint Lucifer coming up saying, dang, could it get in you lower? And, I'm, and he probably said to himself, he probably said to himself, okay, go ahead, have at it. You think you're going to go after me? Out there. But every, his answer was from the word of God. Satan, you, we can read that scripture in God's eyes. We know Satan can bless us materially because he's the prince of this world. Temporary, only for a little bit longer. But actually, it's not really his to give. He's still still, he's allowing it. Just like, remember what he promised. He says, I'll just give you, make your stones into food. He says, I got enough food. My food is the word of God. He was 40 days and 4 nights. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. But I know I have it. I've done a week. Uh, and it's just like, and that was all God's trick too. Halfway through, I thought I was going to die. Uh, when I make that decision, as a bookkeeper and accountant, that's why I can't tell anybody a certain price. I want to provide the service that I'm trusting the person I'm selling to is going to give me what they feel it was worth it. Is that a foolish way to do it? For the world, yeah. Same thing with the resume out there. They're only looking for somebody that's like them. Nowadays, you're seeing more say, well, well, we have to hire a woman. I want to hire a woman. I don't want a man working for me. Trust me, that is being done out there. And personnel individuals, HR individuals that are doing that, come in and say, oh, you may have others that may say, well, I only want to hire a man. If you're looking for a pastor, you're praying for a pastor, God ain't going to send you a woman. Satan will. There's going to be strife coming up on that one. You give me comments, you better give me the word of God, rightly divided. Otherwise, you're you're speaking for you're speaking for Satan, like Peter did at the time when he slept. You know, when Jesus says he was going to the cross, he said, "No, we're not going to let that happen to you." <laughs> Whoops! Peter forgot to use the brain God put in his head, and he was telling God this: "Is okay, yeah, yeah. You're telling me what's going to happen. I'm God. I'm telling you what's going to happen." Um, same thing with that one. So. Everything about scripture is true. There's no untruth in it. There's no confusion in it. There's confusion if you're lost. If you're worried, reading the word of God and you're still lost, you're still caught up on a deception. But when you're saved and God grabs a hold of you, you're born again, the spirit comes inside of you. The Holy Spirit's not going to let you become deceived. He's not going to let you hear um, a sermon or a message from the puppet being deceived. That's why you got to have your word of God, whether it's on your phone, tablet, um, an actual word, I wouldn't trust the phone because you may not have it on vibrate and that's insulting to God actually. Because if that phone accidentally goes off, oops, <coughs> you can bring up confusion, um, when his word's being taught. So that's, uh, it's happened to me. <laughs> I've been checked. I'm saying, oops, I thought it was silent. <laughs> um, so I'd rather not play with it because it may go <laughs> off by mistake. <laughs> Um, because so many happens. I'd actually have a physical Bible. When that word is being read, I'd be checking it out. Eventually you grow in the word, you're gonna know it. But if it don't sound right, the Spirit's gonna say, that's not right. Like when somebody misquotes, uh, in 2 Thessalonians when it's talking about work or eat, I've heard it many times. 
Satan will allow the temptation to come in to when Satan quotes the word of God, he leaves out words that show the true meaning. There's a word that says, oh, well, if you don't work, you don't eat. Too bad that's not what the word said. And you can verify, and the best way to do it, a lot of times, is check it with multiple versions. If they're all saying roughly the same thing, the actual scripture clearly says. But that's just how sneaky he is. He's a snake. He slithers up. You can't see him coming. He hits us like the, a roaring lion. He's not going to attack. It's when he's sneaking at you. He's coming at you. He'll roar. You can hear him coming. You know he's nearby. But how close is he? He'll go. Any lion, when he's getting ready to attack, he'll go silent. And somehow a big animal that big, an animal that big, can go silent just before his prey. He'll stoop down low, and then the way he attacks you, and he's got you. So, unless you're ready to, uh, unless God's going to deliver you from a lion like he did David. So, and he can, he's able. But, um, get back to this one a little bit. These are side messages. I gotta be careful with that. I hate these rabbit trails. Other warnings, other verses, other things you can see. Go to the next one. Verse, it all ends with verse 16. Same thing with the full measure out there. You know, back then when they measured, when they cooked, they didn't have a lot of measures like we have, a different tablespoon, teaspoons, and this and that. It's just like, you know, that's fine for cooking, cause that may be what the recipe calls. You wanna put too much salt, too much, uh, pepper, you wanna put too much, uh, cumin, uh, or too much flour. Yeah, it's just like, you know, those measures, when they were making the leavens, one measure. That's it. It was the same size. So, I don't fully understand that one as far as the measures, but same thing, one big, one small. If you get, the only way I can see it is if, say, a neighbor comes over and wants to borrow something, and it's just say, you know, you don't want to give all your stuff, so you're going to give them the small measures saying, you know, this is about a, they may not know that you have a large one in there. Are you really, really? Are you really going to just give the, ooh. Okay, I think I just got it. Um, same thing if they're asking for something. Are you just going to give them what they need? Or are you just going to say, well, I really can only get this one now. What's God telling you to give? Are you going to measure it out say, well, I want to give myself, I want to make sure I keep more of it. When God pours in your financial blessing through a paycheck or a, um, a client paying uh, for services rendered or... When you get your commission at the end, uh, what measure are you giving? Are you trying to, to give a whole list of what you just did so you can get a high measure? Or are you just trying to hold back some? Or, but when it's your time to pay a bill, are you, I said, well, it really didn't work right? Or was it really what I wanted? I'll tell you, guess what? That's your two measures. When you pray for somebody, are you giving them the little bit so God can give you the big prayer? Uh, are you praying over, are you just, pew, letting God completely fill you up, uh, so you can overflow, um, uh, God gives you $100,000 for your home, are you going to keep, do like Sapphire and Ananias and keep back some of it, I just used 10000 for figures, we obviously kept back some, are you going to hold back some for yourself, what measure are you giving, when we give, what measure are we giving? Okay, I think that just came to me. Other warnings in there? 
basically all this unjust gain, it's so the merchants and the kings can get rich first. So the treasures, so they can have more money in the bank accounts, so they can use it for unjust stuff. They can put more money in their executives, CEOs can put more money in their pocket, you know, kings, the leaders. God didn't reveal at the time to uh, Moses to write this down and do the man. A lot of times we did that. Just like the answer to Genesis 2.24 about man should leave his uh, father and mother father cling to his wife. That's not what has been interpreted by so many people as far as earthly marriages. Not even close. The answer to that one was given over in Ephesians. That's why when we study the Bible, we got to study the whole Word of God, the whole counsel of God. When we give somebody advice, we got to get before God and says, Okay, God, what advice would you have to give? He's not just going to give one verse without giving the meaning. The meaning may come eventually as we grow in the Lord. It's Ephesians 5.31 for that Genesis once. Deuteronomy, if you look back at over Revelation 18, when it's talking about the great harlot, let her look at the way she describes, look at the way she is described to get merchants. That was the, you know, pretty much the spirit behind all unjust gain. And that spirit will be destroyed eventually. It's gonna kill. Kings are gonna weep because they just lost their money. King's leaders, political leaders are going to weep because they just lost their source of property taxes. They just lost their source of uh, sales taxes. They just lost their source of insurance, you know, kickbacks that they're getting and taxes. They just lost even straight income taxes. They just lost their source when it all gets wiped out. When she gets taken down, when that standard, that standard of that standard of business gets wiped out. That spirit gets wiped out in the last days, truly last days. Then they're going to weep instead of saying, uh, uh oh, we were sinning against God this whole time? Uh, yeah. Uh, that just came to me too. It all says, it all comes down to here's a blessing that when we buy and sell according to God's words when we follow these don't have two kinds of weights don't have two kinds of measures in your house verse 15 a full and fair weight you shall have a full and fair measure you shall have that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you again this first was given to Israel they weren't in the land yet it was Joshua that was that was called by God to bring them into the land Moses was called to bring him out of Egypt, bring him out of the world standards, to bring him out of the uh, out from the clutches of the king. Were they still under rules? Oh yes, we all are. That spirit, that spirit of Egypt, that's still working in the world, the spirit of Babylon, the spirit of Medo-Persia, the spirit of Greece, the spirit of Rome, uh, is still working in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is the summation of it all. Uh, they're all going to come together under Antichrist in that day. That day is coming. That last one empire is close. There's going to be one ruler. It's going to be Antichrist who is the manif- full manifestation of Satan. Man, Man's out there. We don't know where he's at. We don't want to know. We won't see him until the Spirit of God has moved out of the way. And he dwells in us and we in him. When he pulls out of the way, he's going to pull genuine believers. Anybody who's not a genuine believer... They're going to go through that. It's 
imagine Satan having free reign. Now he's under God's control. He's going to have free reign to rule this world. Oh, the wicked's going to love it. Those that reject Jesus Christ are going to, they're going to love it at first. Until Satan himself sits down in that third temple and declares, I'm God. Which he ain't God. That's what at that point, that's when Jesus comes down saying, it's done. Let's go kill him. Let's go grab him. That's why we gotta willingly choose. God ain't gonna force us. He don't force nobody to accept him because he wants people to willingly love him, willingly follow him, willing to trust him. But he proves throughout all scripture, he proves in our lives that he's worthy to be trusted. He doesn't give us trick gimmicks. He doesn't give us stuff just for ourselves. He wants to say, I gave you that to go help that person, to go help those people, to go help your neighbor. I give you the gospel freely. Don't go and sell it. Freely give it. The way we're giving it, the way we receive it freely, we freely give it. Too many people now are charging for the gospel. They're slapping God in the face. They're, those that are doing that are not called by God. They're not legitimately saved. But here's the warning. And it's a warning for a curse. God will, verse 16, for all who do such things, who act dishonestly, who have the two measures, who have the two kinds of weight, are an abomination before the Lord, Lord your God. Do you really want to be, are you overcharging on the house? Are you covering up the uh, inconsistencies? Are you just not disclosing? It used to be a one time that every single manufacturer, every single mechanic, every single realtor, uh, every single builder, was required, used to be required until, until lobbyists came in there. Lobbyists is something that bribes a political official in order to abstract favor or personal gain somewhere in the end of it. Yeah, I think there was a dictionary because I think I read that something similar. Look it up because I don't exactly remember. Do not trust my memory, please. But I did look it up, and I think you're going to find out that's what it is or something similar to that. That's so, so next time you give to an organization that's a lobbying organization, you're committing bribery. Uh, God speaks against that too, actually. Um, other warnings against that is Proverbs 20, verse 10. Um, talking about differing false balance, unjust weights, uh, differing our abomination. Also... Proverbs 11.1, 1, pretty much same thing. I don't have the whole verse in front of me. Uh, looks like, oh, it must be that one. Ill-gotten gain is no profit. You know, righteousness delivers from death. Uh, it will go unto death. It's basically, it's a form of idolatry. It's a form of uh, when, you know, these unjust gains, that's anything that's idolatry is uh, draws us away from God. Uh, other verses, I'm kind of scrolling down to my notes here. That was warned against in James 5 through 1, uh, 1 through 5, against the rich. And so when we're holding, we're holding false wages, you know, we, we want to give our managers that are unjust, our managers that, um exploit people, our managers that get enough people so they can sit on the butt all day and not do anything and just bark orders. Our managers that will lie at the interview, or withhold from the interview saying, uh, this is going to be the job. But then once you're in the door, change up what you're, um, 
That's why you notice there's no such thing as an employment contract anymore. There's no such thing as a job description anymore. It's good. So once you're in the door, then it's changed up. And then they're going to, you know, then unjust managers, unrighteous managers, which basically managers that are still Satan's children, once they're in there, they're going to get you in the door. Then they're going to, you know, you're not going to get a compliment. They're going to compliment those that are their personal friends or those that they like, those that look like them, those that walk like them, those that sound like them. They're going to compliment them or they'll compliment just to get something out of them. And then to really say, you know, when it comes time for a race, when it comes time for a promotion, when it comes time for more responsibility, they'll find fault. As somebody that was in management themselves uh, before Christ, uh, I know how easy it is. You could always get a reason for somebody to get fired where it can't, uh, you can't go to court over it. You can try and sue, but go say, did you document it? Yep, there it is right there. You can always write something down. There will never be evidence backing it. And other staff members aren't going to speak against the employers if they even know it. There's always a way to get somebody um, out of your business. There's even a way to hire somebody and not hire somebody uh, legally without getting in trouble. If I said done it, no. But I always try to ask honest questions. I said, no, this is the job. You know, when I was particularly hiring at Burger King, you tell somebody, we're going to try our best to give you that 30-minute lunch off the clock. Uh but it may not always happen, not in the restaurant industry. You're lucky you have a chance to pee. Uh, now, as a manager, you're going to jump in and do that person's work. A good manager. A manager that's right before God. You're going to jump in, know every single position. You are the trainer. You are the leader. Try to be the leader, not just the boss. When you're serving Jesus Christ, you're going to do your best to lower the decrease and serve the other ones. You're not going to let employees steal time, steal resources, or steal money in the case. God's going to say, go over there because they're getting money out of there. I terminated somebody instantly for that. I'm saying, clock out, you're done. We'll mail you a check. I've made the choice when somebody refused to go into a position when it was their turn put in a rotation. But same token, they know I'm not sitting in an office barking orders. I'm out there with them. I'm asking them how you're doing. They're going through trouble. You work with the other employees. It's, okay, uh, are you able to work yet? Okay, how can we help you? Because everybody goes through something at one point or another. But as a leader, are you there? How can we get you through it? When you're there as a team, as a family, that's the way it goes. But when you're there biting and devouring, when you're there, when you got a manager of this bunch of us box holders, that manager, it always comes a time to remove. We're seeing that now. We're seeing evil. Rule businesses, corporations, governments, even societies now. Instead of godly people, they're taking the place. They're tempting. We're being tempted by ragers. We're being tempted by money. We're being tempted by material. I said, well, if you want to keep this house, keep the gospel inside the building. If you want to keep that, you know, if you want to, you got spouses in there that are saying, well, if I don't provide this big house, they ain't even scripture. 
That's not even a promise. You won't even go through it. The scripture rightfully divided and say big homes are promises. Three square meals are a promise. Um, good clothing, nice clothing. Israelites never had a change of shoes and change, or change sandals back then and clothing for the whole 40 years they were in there, but they never wore out. I want to see clothing that don't wear out actually. <laughs> but, uh, again, other examples, Jesus himself, Matthew 6, 19 through 20, uh, we were warned by unjust gain. And of course, this is Jesus directly when he was on his earth. Couple of applications, uh, an application I got. Man, it's paper, it's paper. I waited too long. What the world's academic pricing says is fair. It's not fair. It's different from what God says. Again, that's that standard of measurements. First Peter 1 4 was another referral verse, uh, verse that the Lord, uh, kind of showed me out. I don't think it's in the end of that. So again, are you practicing unjust game? Is your pricing glorifying to God? You need to repent real quick right now. If you don't, eventually God's going to come away and you're going to lose everything. Remember the steward. Uh, remember the good steward. Sorry, I got to turn down to get some heat. I'm sitting in the car because I don't. Uh, the RV was used on just gain. Uh, the former RV that I had. Now, some of it I may not have. You know, I will set responsibility out there that someone was a bad stewardship. However, I had a guy that claimed to be a brother in Christ. And because I was still growing in the Lord, because I'm still growing in the Lord, um, he used just to, just very that unjust gain to get rid of that vehicle. He had me just give it away uh, to him so he can give it to one of his friends. That I know the pipes that were installed in that motorhome and the new tires. That person got. Got a uh, portable RV, gained probably two, three thousand dollars in parts, stealing it from me. But you know who? You know what? Jesus Christ is my God. Vengeance will be done by God, and it will be done the right way unless He repents before God. I don't know. Will I see it? Not necessarily. Has He lost that uh, storage lot? I don't know, cause. My time when that city was done was done, uh, was complete. But I do know that I do know God's word. So when we take advantage of it, when we practice unjust gains, um, when we practice unjust, uh, when we have unjust weights and measures uh, in our business and our household, God is the one that brings forth vengeance. He is the one that brings forth judgments. We don't go to the court. System. We don't trust the unrighteous judges sitting on benches. We don't go get an unrighteous lawyer who's gonna say, "Well, I'm worth two, three hundred dollars an hour." In your eyes, what's God saying? So, am I saying all lawyers are like that? Uh, no. So, don't take that out of context. You do that, you just slap God in the face again by doing that. My tenure is not that one. Those of y'all that know me out there, you says, "No, I don't." It's not my motivation or intent to attack a person unrighteously. But what I do measure out, you know, when I'm looking at some exactions, like we should be doing, we should be looking at it according to the Word of God only. 
That's the measurement we're doing. We always make a judgment. We judge in how much to pay for that car, how much to pay for that house. You know, we're not just going by, well, they built it, so they must know. Oh, well, that person's got 20 years experience, you know, so that must be a good mechanic as myself. No. Look at the Word of God. Are they pricing their, their salaries, their wages by them? What do the employees want to do? They don't want to get high salaries. Anytime you see the high salaries now, because it takes money away from the CEOs. It takes money away from the stock market. Oh, all that's going to be lost. Poof, in a day. So, how do you price stuff? How do you set wages for your workers? How do you set wages for your managers? How do you determine uh, if your manager is good or bad? How do you... Uh, I'm just using business owner standards. You know, if you're selling real estate, uh, how do you let the, uh, the seller, your client... Price it. That they disclose everything. Did you uncover everything? You have. You were giving more of a knowledge than they were. Supposedly, I have met realtors that you know the buyer had learned more knowledge than they did. You know, they could be beginning. They could have been taught wrong. I don't know. I'm not going. That part I'm not going to judge because I don't. I'm not actually looking at that one. I'm not in that industry. So, but I, I just go by what I tried to sell the. My home in Charlotte one time. I had realtors that did, had no clue what they were doing. Then you got something unscrupulous out there that call themselves a realtor just so they can gain access, and then their friends come back and rob the house afterwards, especially if there's nobody living in it. We've all seen that one. Sometimes, the me- sometimes it gets leaked to the media, which actually that's not a leak. That stuff should always be in the media. Public embarrassment. When we screw up, before God, a lot of times he'll let us, um, if we haven't confessed to him, a lot of times he'll expose us. We're already exposed to him. A lot of times he'll let, he'll let our errors come out if we haven't repent. If he's not going to repent, he'll do whatever he can to get our attention because he loves us. He wants to correct us. He wants to set us straight again. He wants to get. He doesn't want us to go to hell. He doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want us to uh, walk around low. He wants us to rejoice in Him and to go by His way. But if we keep rejecting, we keep rejecting, keep rejecting. You know, He'll send He'll send us into dark places when He knows we're going to obey. But if they eventually keep rejecting. The, his light and they reject who he sends um, us who he sends he'll pull us out he'll says okay they want they want dark get out because sometimes we have to go out screaming out there because we look about the paycheck other times we willingly come out but when God pulls somebody that only stands on his word stands on his principles stands on his standards and leaves when God pulls his stuff out, pulls his light out, and his chosen vessel out, uh, I won't get too close to that uh, to that structure. I won't get too close to that person because uh, that person is getting ready to fall hard. Now, as long as there's two have breath in their lungs, God can still save that person. God can bring them down to nothing. He can bring them to their deathbed if necessary to save them. He'll send 
He'll keep sending people to say, you did wrong. You did wrong in God's eyes. I says, you need to repent now before it's too late. Only God knows when our last days. We can say, well, if I eat the right food, if I exercise, if I walk so many steps a day, so many miles a day. You know how stupid that sounds when you actually know Jesus Christ and you're growing in his wisdom and knowledge? Even thinking about it now, it's stupid. We can go to all the gyms we want. We're not going to prolong our life. We can eat all the healthy food, and I do suggest healthy food, by the way. My weakness is cookies. And potato chips. Or potato sticks, rather. When I was in the south. No, banana pudding comes to mind sometimes. But no. Anywho's. Uh, oh, yeah. We can always look. We, we look at a nice car. But. Now, I've been entrusted with an accounting background. So I know the mock-ups are unjust as crap. An accountant that's filled with the Holy Spirit and... And growing in the wisdom and knowledge of God's word will um, is can be a dangerous tool because they know the tax structure that we have in this country and in this world is not even just in God's eyes. Because it favors those at the top and oppresses the poor. God will always defend the poor. Whenever someone oppresses the poor, whenever an unjust manager oppresses one of God's people God's going to judge unless they repent in his timing only God knows then so again you think you're going to live you're going to go to a city make a charge high prices and then leave you, you may die before you get there you may die the moment you enter there and says okay now guess what all those riches he may let you get those riches and then you die. And then guess what? You're leaving there saying, uh, what are my kids going to do with these riches? Waste it? Are they going to be able to sustain it? No. He'll blow it away. Puff of smoke. Pew, that's it. He'll just speak it. One word in his mouth. Bye. And you're going to be looking up. You're going to be crying from hell saying, what did I do? You're going to feel remorseful, but it's not going to be enough to save you at that point. Once that last breath is drawn, you're toast. So look, go back and look at your business. Look at your life. Where do you need to repent? Please, repent today. Jesus Christ came to earth, suffered and died on the cross for our sins, for me, for you. I'm thankful every day. I'm not thankful enough. You know, I need to be thankful more. You know, I need to rejoice more. What if you overcharge? What if you undercharge in some area? Did you overcharge for that car that you that you just sold? Did you undercharge uh, somebody? Did you cheat somebody when you were buying? Did you just steal? How did you treat you? Know, what measure did you uh, manage staff for those that are in management? Your measure or God's measure? You can say, "Well, I treated somebody fine." Did you? Go back and look at it from God's word. Do you need to repent? That's it. It's easy. It's repent. If we're a Christian, we have an advocate. Jesus is with us, in us. He's right there, ready. And as soon as we confess, it's done. It's gone. He's forgiven us. Now, there's going to be consequences. There's always consequences when we disobey God. Some will just last one second and says, You're fine. 
we may lose something but what we lose is minuscule or the consequences sometimes can last a couple of years I can't say how long we, David when he all those sins he committed leading up to you know, Bathsheba and this and that murder you know of course money when he lost a child plus he brought division into his own home his kids were constantly divided starting just after uh, Solomon and Solomon continued it when he disobeyed God when he turned from God there's always consequence Israel when they lost something the next generation was much less whenever they made a mistake they brought when Abraham listened to Sarah instead of we already heard God instead, when instead of obey God and says you're going to have a child next year you two can have a child next year uh, through you they were already old when he made the choice to listen to Sarah instead of listening to God she wasn't speaking for God she was speaking from her flesh to say take Hagar he brought the descendants of Ishmael Islam against uh, his own descendants now God still could be victorious over him he still got a hand on the Jews, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They're still his firstborn. Don't come against them. That's still a warning to anybody that comes against Israel. You will be cursed by God. You're blessed by God if you bless Israel. You're cursed by God. Pray for him constantly. Pray for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We don't have to know who the descendants are. God does. They're still his people. The church of Jesus Christ has not replaced it actually some of them were descendants that are now Christians because they were first called Christians because Jesus said in the New Testament there's not Jew nor Greek nor male nor female we're one in Christ Jesus but there are still many uh, Jews that have not yet because it's not their time yet this is still the age of Gentiles that's a measure too that we have to have you receive the gospel freely. However, are you charging people to hear it? Are you charging evangelistic stuff? Are you charging for going out and preaching the gospel? Don't do that. That's going to be judged against God. God doesn't give us the right to do that. He never told us in his word to do that. I've seen it done. So, if God gives you a lesson, am I charging when I put this up on the website? No, it's free. If I have to stop paying, I still not go charge. I'm going to trust God for the provision if I run out of uh, memory up on there. So far, he's worked it all out. Do I know how he's worked it out? Uh, no. Uh, so, just search your life. Open the Word of God. Get in prayer. Get along with God. Turn off the TV. Turn off the video game. Put down that cookie. Oh, that's for me. Uh, uh, I love you. I love you now. To speak the truth. God loves us enough to give us the truth and to give those that love Him the truth to give to you. Receive Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. I don't want you to go to hell. I want to see you in heaven with all of us. I want us to all be sitting at His feet just rejoicing and praising Him every day. So, I don't know what I do when I hear that message when, you know, when I get that there whether I will fall. I'll probably be the one falling crying. Uh... Weeping, so if you see somebody crying loud, it may be me, or maybe a bunch of us when we get to heaven. Um, when the rapture occurs, when we all get up there, 
I more likely will be the one that's falling on my face crying. Who had to pick me up? Uh, and wipe away the tear. So. But we'll probably all be there. I'm sure we'll, we'll look like a football huddle after a, or a football after the ball goes down. So. But. Love y'all. Thank you.